everybody. Welcome to the Mayfair Theater Podcast. This is Josh, joined by Lee today. This is Lee. And just us, Andrew Sleeping and Anya Has a Life. That's always the reason when it's just the two of us. We'll be chatting about September 8th through 14th. It is the 8th today, but I'll get this podcast up this afternoon just because our schedules are always hectic and it's always troublesome to get two or more people together to do one of these things. A bunch of new stuff coming up. We were just chatting about it before I hit record, but we think we're going to have tickets for Nosferatu coming up. Yes, it sh- the advanced tickets should be on sale today. They'll be delivered at some point. And that's the 1922 black and white classic, but with a live band. A good band. Good band. Not to besmirch our past attempts at this, but the last time we did this got kind of mixed reviews mm-hmm. because of the musical accompaniment. Yes. So this, if you like that, great. If you didn't like that, Give this one another shot, because this is a band from Saskatoon called Shooting Guns. Juno-nominated band. Yep. They scored Wolf Cop. Wolf Cop, yeah. (laughs) So they have a good resume already for kind of horror movie... They're touring with this one. They're doing a few cinemas across Canada, so it's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, they already popped up on our social media and... Are people and, excited about this? Yeah, it's funny. Nothing against shooting guns, because I'm not a big music guy. Yeah. So I've never heard of them, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean anything, because I just listen to podcasts and read comic books and watch movies. But yeah, you, as soon as I put up the notice that they're playing, quite a few local people were excited about that. And so it's really cool, because it's a an independent band, like a smaller band. Mm-hmm. So very cool that they have fans here in town, mm-hmm. and be excited to come out and getting a chance to see them do this this movie-related thing, which is pretty cool. So stay tuned to our website for that, but as of today, we hopefully will have tickets, and if not, very soon after, and you'll be able to get those for part of our Halloween month of an overabundance of special screenings in Mm -hmm. October. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so did you find those guys, just you heard about them touring elsewhere? Well, no, they approached us. Oh, great. Yeah, actually, always... When anyone wants to do a silent thing at the Mayfair, I always yeah. take them up on it. Yeah, well, like a couple of people online have said, oh, I wish you guys would do this more. And we're like, well, it, it's not us. You know, we're yeah. not musitions. <laughs> and, and so it's, it's a it's, big risk, too, because you yeah. have to book the movie with the distributor. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's not just having a band come here and play. And plus the band has to do, you know, they're not they're just riffing it. So the yeah. band has to do the work of scoring a, in this case, in... 82-minute mm-hmm. feature film. Mm-hmm. So, it's, yeah, it's not just something that you can kind of do at the drop of a hat the way we might do some other last-minute screening, like a Prince Tribute screening or something like that. I think the last time we did it, the Buster Keaton one, and that was a band from, that like, was, Australia yeah, or that something. Was a, that was excellent. Yeah, as a woman came in, she had a violin. It was great. It was, yeah, wow. Yeah, so as they pop up, especially when they contact us or we keep our eye out, yeah. we love doing it. Mm-hmm. And it really gives a sense of the cinema, you know, yeah. like it really makes you feel like, even if it's a modern band like Shooting Guns, of how it once was with like mm. a silent film and a piano kind of thing. So. Yeah. And I think in Hollywood, maybe, there's still like one or two theaters like in the world that still have that gimmick of showing silent films with a pianist. I think there's one in Hollywood, and they, that's all they do is show old, silent stuff. Mm, penis. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Sorry. That was weird. Oh, we just lost our family rating. We have a pian- piano. Yeah, it, it's funny. Every once in a while, somebody... I don't know how well-tuned it is, but every once in a while, somebody will pop in. It's tuned now. We had, is it? We, yeah. paid, so we paid a little bit of money to have this guy. This guy in the neighborhood offered to tune it for us. Okay. So he came in and tuned it. And, it, and it's... Is it Marcus? Somebody who hangs around here actually knows how to play, and every once in a while we'll sit down at oh, it and yeah. tinker away on it. 
Hmm, I haven't heard Marcus tickle yeah, the ivories of this piano. Anybody? Or it's like somebody, yeah, every once in a while someone will just go and sit down and start playing and you'll hear it. And it's yeah. Like, the Ghost of the Mayfair. Mm. I don't know if you caught it, but on our Twitter feed, somebody got on, and it got a lot of very negative repercussions and a few positive. Somebody was like, I think theaters should just have screenings for people who like to talk during the movies and tweet and keep on their... Was that on our page? It, it was elsewhere. He, and his thing was like, to help cinemas get more attention, to get more people in the seats, just let them text, but mm-hmm. do it at specific shows. Like, the 7 o'clock show of Good Time on whatever day will just be texters. And everybody's reply was pretty much the same of, you can watch movies elsewhere or just talk with your friends before or after the movie. Do you really have to do that during the movie? And that's the part that confuses me. And it's not just movies. Like, I went to see a comedian at the NAC. I was at a Cirque du Soleil show once, and there was people texting during the show. So it's just like a certain population that can't turn off their brains and just enjoy something. Yeah, I don't mind when people talk during the movie in a reaction to something happening. You know, if you're experiencing the movie and the movie makes you say something out loud... Like a horror film. If you're like, oh my God. That's fine. It's it's part of the communal aspect. But yeah, texting your friends, making plans afterwards. It also ruins the exiting of a cinema. I like talking about a movie after it screens. Yeah. Like standing out in the lobby, walking to the car, getting in the car. That thing. That seems to have gone away too. No one leaves the theater talking about the film. They're already on to their next thing in life via their cell phone. I remember, you know, I remember people I used to like, when especially going to a sold-out screening, strolling out slowly and just eavesdropping in other people's conversation what they thought of the movie. You can't find that anymore. Yeah. People are just, they're on their phones, they're out the door before the movie's over. And, and what drives me nuts is the, and there was a recent thing, a stand-up comedian podcast that I listened to, he was publicizing going to some show in Denver or something, mm-hmm. and he got a tweet back saying, oh, I don't go there anymore because they don't let people use their phones during the show. Yeah. And the comedian replied, oh. well, why do you want, don't you want to just watch the show and laugh and concentrate on it? Yeah. And his response was, well, I got kids at home, so I want to be alerted if something happens. Doug Benson, the comedian, said, well, I was of an age when parents didn't have cell phones. <laughs> and when I was a kid, they went out and I had a babysitter and, yeah. and you know, like, not to be morbid, but every once in a while something bad's going to happen to somebody. Yeah. But... You can't just have your phone on all the time, yeah. and maybe if it's some kind of family emergency type thing going on, just don't go to the movie that night. You know, like so. It's it's a very weird time of this this sense of people feeling obliged to mm-hmm. be connected at all times and not caring about people around them. And it was just recently I was sitting up in my seat, and a guy, and I was kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt, like, oh, okay, the first trailer's on, maybe he's just finishing an email, going to turn it off, but then he didn't. Mm-hmm. And I leaned over and I was like, excuse me, can you please turn that off? And he snipped at me, like really angry. And yeah. he went, well, the ringer's off. And then Gwen looked at him and went, it's still distracting because your phone is on mm-hmm. and you're typing on it. And he snarled at her and then turned it off and was fine for the rest of the show. It's more annoying than a bling, I think. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and this was, and again, like this was, I think I may have mentioned this guy before, but this was a grown-up. Like this was like a 50-year-old guy. This mm-hmm. wasn't a 14-year-old mm-hmm. punk, you know. Yeah. So it's, I think it's safe to say you're never going to see us at the Mayfair advertising you know, it's the phone edition of, you know. <laughs> That's what people ask me. Why do you have to go see a movie the day it opens? And it makes me think of those situations. Like, when I go see The Last Jedi opening day at 7 o'clock and at midnight, none of, none of those fans are going to be texting. They're going to be glued to the yeah. screen. And I don't have to think about 
being yeah. <laughs> distracted because I would lose my shit. Like I sometimes in a movie and I don't care about the movie and if someone's texting I don't give a fuck. Oh yeah. <laughs> but if you know I, I think to myself if I, if I was in Last Jedi right now seeing it for the first time and that square light was on I would lose it. Yeah. I would I'd probably have to be thrown in jail. <laughs> and, it, and it just promotes this like not paying attention to the surroundings factor whether that be sitting at lunch with your friend or playing a board game with your friend or going mm. to a movie where instead of just paying attention to the task at hand and enjoying it, you have to be looking at other things. You know we just sound like two old men talking. Yeah, about I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just sound like two grumpy old men. <laughs> what, did, what did my grumpy old men complain about when I was a kid? You know, television oh, sure. and... <laughs> well, my, my big thing, and not so much grumpy, but is the... To, to, to actually cross-remote something we have at the Mayfair coming soon, Saturday morning cartoons, which we have coming up in, mm. on the 16th of September... Is, is that during the animation festival? Um, is it? No, I think it's the weekend before. Okay. A good lead up to the animation <laughs> festival. You know, things used to be on a schedule, which movies are when you come to a cinema, mm-hmm. is that it used to be, if you wanted to watch those Saturday morning cartoons, you had, at best, kind of between 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday. Mm-hmm. That was it. Now, cartoons, you know, you have Netflix, you have whatever, it's anytime you want, you could turn it on. So it's a very different sense. And even I remember watching a documentary about the good old days of drive-ins and and a a guy was an actor was saying in his youth he was on a little league team and before vcrs but pbs would show the universal monster movies around halloween so every halloween if his little league was still playing he would fake sick on like a saturday afternoon because he knew that was his one chance of the year to catch frankenstein and that doesn't exist anymore for better for worse so we kind of lose that kind of fun treasure of seeing something at a certain time mm-hmm. because you can just get it whenever and I think that's when we show stuff like Stray Cat Rock which I, which before we booked it before you booked it I never heard of the thing before mm. and coming to see it at the theater it just oh. it feels like treasure yes Did, were you there Friday night or Sunday night I was there Friday night and I'll be there tonight again yeah yeah, yeah I'm coming tonight too although I'm getting on the road I'm going to Toronto tomorrow morning early. Yeah. But I'm going to come see it anyway because I'll be away Sunday. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, lack of sleep is more, is less, yeah. less important <laughs> than seeing the, the Jumbo. What's it? Jumbo. Wild Jumbo. Wild Jumbo. What a weird title for a movie, Wild yeah. Jumbo. Um, even the translation, I mean. They, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just such a strange title. But the first one last week, mm-hmm. again, like usually the late, late shows are, like I was fighting it watching, watching Stray Cat Rock the delinquent girl boss not because of any like the film was boring mm. just I was up past my bedtime <laughs> so I would come on Sundays but this Sunday I'm working at the Mayfair yeah. but man it was good it was yeah. just it was so much fun and, I want to see Good Time too yeah Good Time I might come that tonight too yeah I, I, can, I can't I'm going to miss it uh, but I, I really want to see it yeah where did you go this weekend you were at some closed down theater or was that just a po I thought you went to Halifax again or something. No, I was just talking about it because mm-hmm. it, it came up on the on mm-hmm. uh, Facebook and Twitter. Actually, Gwen reposted a thing on Facebook that it and I reposted onto the Mayfair mm-hmm. site. But it was a Halifax theater called the Oxford. Yeah. And I don't know if this was its last week that just as we speak or if it's coming up. Yeah. But it was a single screen cinema that mm-hmm. up until recent history was independent and then Cineplex bought it. And what most critics say is that that kind of killed it. Because yeah. it went from having diversity and fun things to just having a movie for a week, four shows a day. Just decreased mm-hmm. their ticket sales. And I never actually went to the, the, to the cinema because every time I was there, they had just something that we had or we were going to have. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, but it w- it w- they'd have, and kind of heavy stuff too, but it would be 
12 Years a Slave or Lincoln or something. And I'm yeah. like, well, we're going to get that. But yeah, so this, this theater that was almost as old as us, about 80 years old, is now gone. It's funny. I think we're 85 years old now. Yes. But I think for the last three years I've been saying we're 82 years old. Right, yeah. <laughs> I keep forgetting years ago. When you get older, you yes. don't realize the years go by. Yeah. So yeah, I just, you saying all this, I subtract 1932 from 2017 yeah. <laughs> and came up with 85. Well, yeah, I'm surprised it's closing, actually. I, I don't know how multiplexes survive anymore. All no. you have to do is show art house films for seniors, and yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll do all right. I don't know how, how the multiplexes are open. No. The one in Orleans, they, get, they spent millions of dollars on those comfy new seats, and still yeah. no one's going. Now they're spending a lot of money on promotion to get people out. I can't believe the amount of money they're spending on promotion to get people oh, out. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and, and it's not making a difference. People no. are going to go based on the movie. Yeah, and and the and people are trying like, and that was this guy talking about like let people text in the movie, and I'm like, uh, no, shut yeah. up. But it's you know people are going to go see Star Wars, you know people are going to go see Jurassic World, and people are going to go see those big movies. But if you look at our cinema and the independent cinemas, mm. there's these movies that come out that the powers that be over the multiplex will pass on or not give a chance to that do crazy well for us, and yeah. whether it's Maudie or The Big Sick, you know stuff like that. And, and the trip movies. Mm-hmm. So people are still coming to movies. It's just they're, they say, oh, Transformers 5 flopped. I guess people aren't going to movies. It's like, well, no. They just don't mm-hmm. like those Transformers movies anymore. Do you watch the Star Wars show? No. The last two <laughs> weeks they've had people on from NASA. Okay. Talking to Luke. NASA, for some reason, is keeping taking over some space in Lucasfilm. The rumor is, is that they're going to film episode 9 yeah. in space, or part of it. That they want to take the biggest special effect in the movie and make it real. Okay, yeah, Build yeah. the Falcon in space and float it around and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. They don't have a director. No. But the rumor is they're going to shoot in space. They fired the director again. Good. I'm so. I've been waiting for that news for a, a year. I've, I've been, you know, hearing yeah. how good Ryan Johnson's been doing with the new film and how great yeah. episode eight's going to be, and I am sure it will be. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I wish they'd just get rid of Colin tomorrow or whatever. Yeah, like I have a different connection to this news because I really like Lord and Miller, but this guy. Like, I love dinosaurs, but all the Jurassic Park movies I kind of watch and go, oh, dinosaurs are cool. This movie doesn't make any sense at all. Yes, <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's, it's not like they had attached somebody, I think, who was... I s- think it's Steven Spielberg's fault. I, I don't know this, but yeah. Kathleen Kennedy was to be Spielberg's partner for years, and when she took over Lucasfilm, I could just see Spielberg's like, okay, hire hire J.J. Abrams and yeah. Ryan Johnson and Colin tomorrow, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And because because he gave Colin Jurassic Park, right. he probably told, oh, he's going to be great to do Star Wars. She probably just blindly hired him, yeah. not realizing he's not the, the writer, the skilled writer that Ryan Johnson is. Yeah. Uh, anyway, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I just picture Andrew sitting at home thinking, <laughs> they're talking too much about Star Wars. But yeah. I want to do want to talk about Fan Expo a bit. If oh, for sure. I was going to say, like, yeah. you went on another adventure with Max, and I've seen some of the photos online, and you probably have other things to talk about. But all I want to know about is the beginning, middle, and end of the brief meeting with Richard Dreyfus, because <laughs> it's fascinating to me because I've seen other photos, and it's 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 the thing I I love conventions. Yeah. The thing I hate most about conventions is somebody doing a photo thing who just looks dead inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you see Nathan Fillion, and he's having fun with yeah. the fans, doing things, and this just it makes me just feel sad for him. It makes me feel sad for the state of 
geekdom. I don't think he's. I don't know how how often he's done something like this. This is very new. I I think think he just was out out of his element. Yes, yes. He's sitting there with his frown. Someone on my Facebook page put him in Photoshop and turned his frown upside down. (laughs) I don't know how they did that. That's quite good. But I still like the frowny face, Richard Dreyfus. Look, we went there. We went there mostly to meet. Uh, originally, we were going to Fan Expo just to meet uh, Drew Struzan. Right, right. We thought that was worth the trip. And then Star Wars Rebels popped up at a panel. And then, wow, okay, now Star Wars Rebels is number one. But, you know, I said to Max, if, uh, if we have time, we should try to go meet Kathleen Turner and Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. Because, you, you know, he loves Close Encounters and he loves the bit with the mashed potatoes. Yeah. I wanted to. Build, bring some mashed potatoes on <laughs> a plate and have him and a fork and just have him yeah. his hands on it. You know, it just became it was it's it's, it's such a big convention and there's yes. two buildings full of people and there's lineups and Max wanted to stay up till midnight on Thursday for this you know, Force Friday. You know, so I, I couldn't I didn't want to drag a dead body around with me being <laughs> right, my son right. being so overly tired. And Richard Dreyfus and 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 not Terry Gary <laughs> Kathleen Turner. Yeah. their lineups are very very long and I didn't. Think Max could handle a long lineup to meet those these two people, so I said Max, let's not line up. Let's just get a photo op. Yeah, then they'll just be in and out. It, it's a lot quicker when you buy a photo op because you can just go into a room, get your picture taken, and leave. So there wasn't much discussion. Although no. we were laughing, Richard Dreyfus said, "How come all you Canadian men have beards?" Yeah, and I said, "Oh, my beard keeps me warm." <laughs> and you know, and, and he laughed, and then as soon as the photo took, and he oh, just no. got a straight face. <laughs> That's what he did. Yeah, <laughs> it was weird, you know. So I mean, I didn't have a big moment with Richard Dreyfus. I thought it'd be fun if Max got to shake his hand and stuff like that. Yeah, That's all it was. Yeah, I couldn't stop thinking about. How great it was! The, the Star Wars Rebel thing became our whole weekend, right? Because of what happened to us in Starbucks. Yeah, you met someone from Lucasfilm. We went. Max was hungry. Yeah, I said Max, you're going to have to stop me when you're hungry and tell me you're hungry because I'm just going to keep walking around and looking at things, yeah. not thinking about my appetite. You need to say, Dad, I'm now going to faint. <laughs> you're walking <laughs> past. He's on the ground. <laughs> so we left the convention and we went outside and there's nothing around there's no McDonald's there's no Burger King there's no Subway there's yeah. not all those things that you can cheaply feed your boy with so Max said we can go eat at Starbucks there's a Starbucks right beside the convention I said no they, they only serve co- I'm not, I don't drink coffee so I don't right. know what they have on the menu at Starbucks yeah. but they, they we went in sure enough I had a little egg thing, and he had his loaf, and yeah. we were happy. And we were sitting outside on on the on the step, and I, we wouldn't have gone in if Max didn't say all those things. And sure enough, we're sitting there, we're wearing our Star Wars T-shirts, and we got bags of Star Wars toys. And this woman said, "Oh, are you guys are, are you guys here for Fan Expo?" And I said, "Well, specifically, we're here for the Star Wars Rebels panel tomorrow morning. We drove you know five hours from Ottawa to Toronto for that specifically." And she's like, really? Wow. Now, I'm probably there was probably people who drove from Montreal, which is further. Yeah. But she was really impressed by five hours. She goes, really? And I said, yeah, yeah. We, we, we just, you know. And she noticed my Hera. I had a uh, Hera toy. Yeah, yeah. And she goes, oh, my God. You know that um, Vanessa Marshall doesn't have that yet. And I'm like, oh, I'll give her mine. <laughs> anyway, I didn't know who this woman was. She was just being very chatty, very, very friendly. And I said, you know. She said what was in our poster too, but I said I have a Star Wars Rebels poster signed by all the cast members, all yeah. the voice actors. But I don't have Dave Filoni's autograph, and I know he doesn't do autographs, and he doesn't sit at a table, and it's hard to get one from him. But I thought maybe if we accidentally ran into him in an elevator, you know, I could yeah. get this autograph from him. And she said, 
well, would you give it to me? And I'm like, oh, and she's like, oh, sorry, let me tell you, I work for Lucasfilm. Yeah. Her name is Tracy, and she's a publicist for Lucasfilm. She's a big deal at Lucasfilm. Cool. And I'm like, holy shit. And then I recognized her, and she took down her, she's, first she took down my name and Max's name, and she put us on the VIP list. Cool. We were gonna, I told her we we're going to get up at 7 o'clock and be here for 7.30 and line up just so we get good seats inside the panel. And she goes, no, 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 no. I'll put you in the VIP list. You just show up a half hour before time, and you're the first one in. Yeah. And that's what happened. I mean, we went early because I wanted, we wanted to go see all the fans. And we sat front row right in the middle. I was looking up nostrils of Dave Filoni, Vanessa cool. Marshall, and Taylor Gray. She, then out came the poster tube. This guy from Lucasfilm named Justin from Lucasfilm came out, and he presented Max and I with the poster tube. And inside was not just an autograph of a Dave Filoni, but he drew Ahsoka. Cool. on her poster and it's yeah. really really nice I tweeted that it's like going to the Louvre and getting your Mona Lisa <laughs> yeah. your copy of the Mona Lisa signed by Da Vinci it was so nice and then of course you know it's funny when they started the panel they came out and they they shouted a shout out to me and Max cool. they said oh you know Lee and Max tomorrow from Ottawa came drove five hours to be here and, I, and I, I didn't have to do that, but it was so funny. And I was just like, Max is the horseshoe in my back pocket. And whenever I do these things at Max, whether it was at the Star Wars Celebration or Fan Expo, we always something amazing happens because of something Max says or does. He's, he's my lucky charm. So we got a Dave Filoni autograph because Max said, let's go to Starbucks. And, we, you know, we, we, we had this amazing time at Star Wars Rebels. And they showed the first two episodes of season two. Four, yeah. which was really fun to watch. So you know, by the time at, right after that, we went up to get in line for for Richard Dreyfuss and Kathleen Turner. And by that point, I was yeah. I didn't care. <laughs> I was just in a lineup. And I was like, oh, there they are. And I was still like gushing over how great that Star Wars Rebels experience was. That's I think that's my story. Was, yeah. yeah, and and it also happened to be Force Force Friday that weekend. So you bought ten thousand dollars in set, action it figures. Was, it, I just wish, you know, wish it was two different weekends. It was, yeah. It, I mean, we got up early on Friday, and we did six stores before we went to Fan Expo. Oh my god! We got in line at Hot Topic to get the Funko Pop flock figures. They only had six for sale in all of Toronto at this one location. So yeah. we got in line for 45 minutes to get them. Max really wanted to do that, and we got two of the ones we wanted out of six. And uh, I don't know. It was fun. Max is, Max is I, you know, I should keep him on my side for the rest of my life. <laughs> when, 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 you get home, when you got home, you're like, good news, Cheryl. Look what we got. <laughs> no, you know, it's funny. I, took a, I, I put all the toys in the truck in my car and took a picture of my full trunk, and I put that in a gallery of photos to show people. I forgot to take that photo out when I showed my wife. So when she saw the trunk full of, you know, when I put it go downstairs and I display them all, you can't really tell what's new. Yeah. But when she saw the trunk, I'm like, like, shit, 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 (laughs) busted, fuck. (laughs) Sorry, I swore again. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I'm good till Christmas now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm now I can just focus on Christmas. Like to attach it back to, to movie stuff. Let Dave Filoni direct the next Star Wars movie. Well, that yeah, that's that. Did that come up? Did anybody ask that? Well, in a lot of message boards, it comes yeah. up. You know, it's funny. I, ultimately, I've been thinking about it for a year because Disney's been really is really happy with Episode Eight. They're so happy. Right. That they know people are going to love it. It's, it's it's the fans will love it. It's it's going to be a big hit, and they're they're really happy of how he fit into Lucasfilm. And I've been reading about it for almost two years. How you know when the cast got on set, they're reading the script. It just sounds like a stellar film. It sounds right. exactly like what Episode Eight needs to be. So what was the downer about all that? Now it's going to be followed up by a different filmmaker or a different writer, a mediocre one yeah. at best. And and I just been thinking, I wish they would just get rid of them like they did in Phil and Miller and Lord, yeah, yeah. And, and, and let Ryan continue. I think the best 
the best scenario here is that Ryan Johnson just is able to write nine and continue a story. Right. Hopefully, he it's up to him at this yeah. point. I think the second best option is Dave Filoni. Yeah. They need someone like Dave Filoni. Like Dave Filoni has been doing Clone Wars and Rebels for a decade now, for more than a decade now, and he's just a perfect fixture at Lucasfilm. They need a few, maybe two or three filmmakers like that who can, they can always just swap out in and out doing all these like. But is he busy moves. with his day job right well, now? Well, he just yeah, Dave Filoni just got promoted to Lucasfilm. He's now a head of the animation department. And what are they animating right now? Because Rebels is done, Rebels right? is done. They're starting on their next series. Okay. They haven't announced it yet. Right, right. I imagine it's a, a, an animated series that takes place between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. Yeah. Like that 30-year span. It'll probably be all new characters have nothing to do right, with... Right, right. You know, be it's a whole new canon. Yeah. Who knows? You know, Dave is just... I feel so comfortable in his hands. As a oh, he's great. I really like him. Yeah, I f- you know, and I, that's what I want. I just want to feel comfortable in someone's hands. So it seems like either Ryan Jones is number one, two would be Dave Filoni, three would be J.J. Abrams maybe, and yeah. then four would be Steven Spielberg. Uh, I, it's going to be one of those. It's yeah. going to be one of those four. I actually think Gareth Edwards. I think I would like to see. I would maybe if Ryan Johnson just writes it and lets yeah, someone like yeah, yeah. I think you know I, I really like how Rogue One turned out. I don't know. I, I feel, anyway, regardless of what happens, I know Lucasfilm is going to make the right decision. Yeah. I think they made a few lousy ones getting off the, you know, with, with a few of the directors not fitting in so well. I think they, they, they've learned from the mistakes. And it'll be, episode nine now has the chance of being as great as episode eight will be. Yeah. Episode eight, coming to the Mayfair, March, March. 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Sooner yeah. than that, yeah. so let's just briefly talk a bit about this week's movies. Ottawa Film Society's back this week, which is. A little bit of a blessing and a curse for us because they're, they're a, a great client. They come in here and rent the theater for three nights, but it always kind of puts a hiccup in our schedule. Yes, yes. So that's why if you look and you see like some weird matinees this week, that's why. Because our 7 and 9 o'clock shows on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are eaten up by this rental that we have. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, we have we kind of mentioned Wild Jumbo, the next Stray Cat Rock movie, which I madly love with. Do check those out. And if you don't see this one just come see the next ones they're, yeah, they're just fun and self-contained yeah and the, this one uh, the fans seem to think that two is better than one three is the best one. Oh my god and yeah. I love part one it's gonna be great yeah, yeah. so that's that's uh, Late Late Show tonight on the 8th which is when this podcast will go up but you can catch it on Sunday as well then our three regular movies this week we have Good Time with Robert Pattinson who has made quite the indie career after being a they both have. vampire. <laughs> they both have. Yeah. Him and uh, yeah, yeah, very true. Christian Stewart. And I yeah, keep on calling impressive. this. I keep on calling this good times. Yeah, I have to go back and edit my tweet or edit my Facebook post. <laughs> but good time, no s. I've done it like thirty times. Yeah, but it it, looks, it's uh, a, the trailer is stellar. Yeah, it's like a fun, weird heist movie. Yeah. I've seen him on a couple talk shows, and it's he could have done more kind of mainstream romantic yeah. comedies and good on him and he's like working with you know David Cronenberg and doing stuff like this yeah. so that's cool I, li- I like an actor who does that because it shows that they really like acting he could have effed up his career like Matthew McConaughey did in the early part of his career yeah 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 he kept making all those he got fell in that trap that Hollywood wanted to fall into luckily he got out and swam to the top again but yeah yeah, he, he shouldn't be around anymore considering no, all those yeah. lousy movies he made so it'll be interesting to see what happens with Pattinson in the next couple of years because these little movies not a ton of people are seeing them in the grand scheme of things, but they're getting really good praise and acclaim and kind yeah. of that film fest charm, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to Good Time, which we have uh, starting tonight and then twice more at 9 o'clock on Saturday and Monday. 
Then, Lost in Paris, which the trailer wasn't what I expected. It looks really kind of fun, slapstick. Yeah, like, yeah I wish we were showing it more. I mean, yeah. you know, that Ottawa Film Society, I wish we had another screen sometimes because we should, you know, we'll hold them over, obviously. Yes. Um, yeah, because both those, both, that film did very well at the buy time this week. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like a, a Canadian traveling abroad goes to Paris, mm-hmm. and just from the trailer that I've seen, is like full blown, like kind of falling off of ladders, falling into yeah. water, fall, like slapstick, uh, like yeah. Three Stooges style violence surrounded by a romantic comedy. Yeah. So it looks very interesting. It looks really cool. And then the last one this week is A Bag of Marbles, which is a remake. It's a World War II story about, yeah, two kids trying to be reunited with their parents during World War II. And it's kind of a courageous adventure kind of film from a kid's point of view for the mm-hmm. war. Mm-hmm. My God, there's so many good movies playing in the I know. And, and it's, it's like, I... I'm surprised there's that many good movies that go around. Someone just the other day kind of, because I guess they'd heard in like the mainstream news that, that, oh, it's a bad time for movies, and said to me like, oh, any good movies? I guess not. And I listed <laughs> off like 10 off the top of my head yeah. that we screened in the past few months yeah. and a bunch coming up. And I was like, man, just look at like the front page of our website yeah, and between now and November, that and that's just the premieres and/or kind of fun retro stuff we're screening. Yeah. But then we keep on booking other new stuff. Yeah, I met this couple last night. It's my birthday Saturday. What should I go see? And yeah, there were so many movies that were playing here that were good. And then she told me, "I'm the biggest Room fan. I can't wait for the Disaster Artist." Go. How many times have you seen the Room at the Mayfair? She goes, "I've never. I've only watched it on YouTube." I'm like, "Are oh, you saw oh, what? No. <laughs> Stop talking to this person. You're not the biggest fan of the Room if you've only seen it at home on YouTube." Well, not only that, to admit that they don't even like buy the DVD that they've stolen it yeah. off the internet, and they're the biggest fan. That's not how big fans work. They're both bartenders, and it's, and it's like. Oh, so if I go home and brew my own beer, are you going to get pissed off because that's how I feel right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. I wish you could download alcohol just to piss off bartenders who download movies. <laughs> just stand outside the bar with your own little like, <laughs> yeah, beer-making kit. Yeah, and give it up for free yeah. <laughs> to people. I'm torrenting beer. <laughs> that sounds like a good name for this podcast. There you go. That'll be <laughs> yeah, so that's this week's movies. Like Lee said, uh, stay tuned because some of these might get held over because it's a weird week. Yeah, um, it is a weird week. It's yeah, and it's Oscar season's coming up, so there's yeah. going to be nothing but pure cinematic joy. Even like I missed just because I was so busy and we only had it for a couple of nights. I missed Detroit, and I really mm. want to see Detroit. So I kind of have my fingers crossed that maybe if it gets some nominations, it'll come back for Oscar Can't season. Can you go upstairs uh, during the day and press play in the VCR? Oh, I could do that. Yeah, yeah, I could. Yeah, it does feel like a VCR but pressing then, play in the movies. It's just having the time in the day. I'm yeah, so busy. It's a long film, too. That means I have to like come in at like 10 in the morning yeah. by myself and watch it. Like yeah. I don't want to do that. I want to watch, watch it with the crowd. Yeah. yeah. Well, same with Stray Cat Rock. Like, it we, is... should, we should have showed Detroit more, but I don't think it was a big hit. And, and yeah, there was too many good movies to show. Well, that, that's the thing with the director. Her name just escaped me. She's you know Oscar-nominated and done all this stuff, but her last three pictures, including this one, have... It's, it's like have made no money mm-hmm. like I think was it the Hurt Locker that won yes where they were like that was the biggest award winner versus lowest box office in like a hundred years yeah. so she's talented and acclaimed but now she has three movies in a row that nobody's seen <laughs> I don't like her like everyone else does I've never really liked anything Point Break I, yeah no I, it's kind of it's like it's, it's, it's entertaining because it's stupid yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's like saying the room's good Near Dark I genuinely like yeah I know I know people really like that but again 
I'm not Bill Paxton. You hate yeah. Bill Paxton. I, yeah, I know. That's the worst thing about me and you together. Yeah. So, I don't hate him now. He's dead. I like him a little bit more. You've forgiven him. Yes. What else did I want to say? Yeah, so we got the tickets coming up. Oh, a new website. We have a new website coming out on Sunday, I believe. Uh, it'll be a bit more streamlined. I'm excited because it's going to be a little bit more easy to navigate and put posters up on and stuff. Good. Right right now, if you're familiar with our website, we kind of got two rows down the front page. Mm-hmm. If you take one out because that movie's gone away, you have to like remember oh. to shuffle things or everything gets out of order. Right. And every once in a while you do that, your computer hiccups and you have to start everything over again. So, yeah, brand new website on Sunday. I'm looking forward to that. Yes. It won't really change the grand scheme of the universe for our patrons, but... It'll be a little, a little bit more easy to check out. Our blog will be a bit more front and center. You, do you ever listen to this podcast? Just when I edit it. You should listen to the way your the word scheme comes out of your mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Something happens in there. Like, I hear this whistle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I hear the birds leaving tree, t- tree patches. <laughs> it's funny. When, when I kind of blank it out when I'm editing it. I'm just editing it. Mm-hmm. But you notice your own flaws. And I have the oh, my God. luck of being able to take out stuff so i'll go through and, and if there's a pause when my brain turns off i'll just take out those three seconds so right so the podcast sounds better than us just talking because i'll go in and take out a stutter right. or take whatever but i know you notice stuff like i say like like a 13 year old mm-hmm. teenage valley girl it's crazy so i'll, I'll take out 50 likes per episode <laughs> of me saying that or just slang and stuff like that. so yeah mm-hmm. you, you do have the because we're not a live radio show you do have the option of fixing yourself a bit Okay, so let's wrap this up. Yes. I'm going to go edit this. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay tuned to the website for upcoming information. Go visit our friends at House of Targ. I beat my Dig Dug high score. That's the biggest news this week. 125,000 points. Congratulations. I'm like top 27 in the world now. It's pretty cool. Top 27 in the world? The world. Unofficial, because I didn't record it. But I'm about 27th place of the world rankings. Now I just got to record it with that. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm a 27th place nerd. (laughs) And uh, thanks for listening again, and we'll see you next time. Bye. When we saw close encounters of the third kind for the first time, we wanted more. Now, there is more. Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the special edition, rated PG. Check newspapers for local listings.